Welcome back to your weekly episode of the Buckbuster Podcast, where we talk about anything and, <laughs> excuse me, and everything hockey. I'm Ethan, surrounded by my co-host. How's it what going? up? How's uh, <coughs> it doing this week? Pretty good. Not too bad. I think, I think we're doing a little bit better after that fucking atrocious refing at the Otters game last night. Oh, dude, that that was a new level of atrocious. That was yes. I was telling him that was by far the worst officiating I've ever seen in a hockey game in my 25 years on this earth. It was pretty We'd come, what was it, seven missed calls in the third period alone we had counted? The first yeah, ten uh, minutes of the third yeah, period. It was <laughs> brutal. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. I finally got to finally have the stitches out of my neck from surgery last week, so or two oh, weeks yeah. ago. But it's just stitched it up. It literally just look quick look at it. You can't even tell if there's anything there at this point. No, not at all. Nah, it just looks like you just, got a weird hickey. Uh, it's quick rub. You got like a little bump, but just from it's still healing slightly. But only going to get that, that third head off of me. So yeah. <laughs> the third nipple. <laughs> so to start off, I got another start bench cut. This is one that I'm just coming up with off the top of the dome. It's a start bench cut, but it's actively playing goaltenders. Okay. So we have Linus Olmark, Andre Vasilevsky, Connor Hellenbuck. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. We going this year or career? Just overall. Overall? Um, overall? I'm Actually, gonna... let's make this interesting. Let's go this year. Oh, this this season you're starting all markets. Yeah, without yes, question. Start, we can do both, I guess. We might as well do both. Yeah. This year you're starting all mark. Like you're yeah. retarded if you if you're not starting. Yeah. Not yeah. starting all mark this year. I'm, almost part of me almost wants to say bench, Helen Buck because I know that Bassie's not having the greatest year. No. I think we said this last week or two weeks ago. He's still having a good year. He's for like, goaltender wise, he's still having a good year. But for Vasilevsky standards, as he That's has not, been yeah. in previous years, he's having an off year. Yeah. Tim is still, what, second in their division, third in their division? Yeah, well, and we even, I thought somebody said this was going to happen this year to one, some, one of the big goaltenders. I thought at the beginning of the season, someone said there was going to be an off year with one of the big teams. Um, I don't remember that. I don't but remember, I don't but I thought, I thought one of us. I, th- if you're talking, I think in general, we, me, both me and Jeffy said Boston wasn't. Boston in general wasn't going to do that. Okay, maybe that's. And they're just shitting in our face. Maybe that's what I was saying. I remember there was a team that. Me and Jeff were like the stellar. biggest idiots in the world for that one. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember there was a team that said they weren't even going to make the playoffs, and here they are. They might break the record for most wins in a season. So, good job, guys. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. If we're going off this year, start all mark. I will. I would agree with Kyra. I actually would um, bench Hellebuck and then cut um, Vassy. I mean, it's a debate. I think I would still bench so, Vassy, right but it's, now, it'd be it'd be it's an argument this year. But right it, now, Vasilevsky is thirty-one, seventeen, and four with a two point six seven goals against average and a point nine one four save percentage. What's his What's his career for those two last two stats? Uh, the goals against and the save percentage. One second. So his career is probably way better for both of those stats. And his win loss. Uh, not as much as you'd be thinking. Really? Uh, so career wise, he's got 417 games played, 260 wins, 
118 losses, 28 OT, a 2.52 goals against average, and a .919 save percentage. Still ridiculous. Still, no. I actually would switch. I've actually benched Bazzi. But I mean, Hellenbuck is having a pretty good he year. Is for, too. I mean, for I mean, Winnipeg's defense really isn't that great. You got Josh Morrissey, you got Neil Pionk. Brendan and besides Dillon. those two, you don't have much. No. And Brendan yeah. Dillon, he he's good gritty, but he's not putting the points on there. No. He's not helping the he's team with games. He's keeping goals out of the net, but he's not putting really much effort into points for for his team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um but if we're gonna look at those three goaltenders overall as a career, I would start Vazzy. Oh, that's yeah, that's no question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where I would say I'm career-wise, I might put I might cut Elmark career-wise. Yeah. yeah. This year alone, is is one my my thing is is one year alone enough to. Even though it's a phenomenal year, probably one of the best years we're ever gonna see in our lifetime from a goaltender, at least in recent memory. For a while. For least. quite some time. Is does this one specific year good enough to put him over what Bassey has done in his career? Or what Colin or Hellenbuck has done in his career so far? Ray- I, that's another one that I think is up for debate or up for argument on putting Olmark over Bassey. Because has Olmark even lost 10 regulation games yet this year? <laughs> I'm about to pull that up right now. I don't think he has. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if he broke double digits yet or not. Not sure. For, like, overtime and regulation, I think he did, but for regulation losses alone, I'm not sure if he's in double digits yet. Uh, don't The Bruins are barely in double digit losses. Yeah. Yeah, they're what, 50-something? I think nine. They might have finally broke their double digit regulation losses, but I'm pretty sure they did this week. Um, Internet is not doing justice right now. Yeah, regardless, I mean, career-wise, you're going Vassie. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you're wrong if you're not saying Vassie has a career. Yeah, I would say bench right now, Hellebuck, and then Omar Cut. If we're looking at careers overall. Yeah, this year alone, Omar is otherworldly. Yeah. With today's win against, with today's shutout against the Buffalo Sabres, Boston is 53-11-5. God. So what's the record for most? Omar's Omar's record this season: thirty-four, five, and one. My God. With a one point nine seven goals against and a point nine three five save percentage. Holy shit! Compared to his career, where he is one hundred and ten, sixty-two, and sixteen, with a two point five four and a point nine one eight. What's the record for most season wins? The right for a team. For a team, yeah. Is it 60? I think Tampa did it 60 a couple years ago in their 18 19. I run. thought they did. I think they had 60 exactly. Okay. Which I believe that it was the record since the 82 game schedule was a thing. Okay. So, I mean, it, it can happen. I think I think they can do it. I mean, there's still yeah. 19 games left or 14 games I left to get 14. a couple more wins. I thought there was four, 13, 14 games 13, 14. left. 13, 14. Because yeah, I was looking finished. at the Pens team, how many. There's, there's like 13, yeah. like 14. But still, man, it's... Oh. <clears throat> Other that was a good one, Ethan. Those, those three were pretty, yeah. pretty good choice. Mm-hmm. Especially, all... it's a good comparison for this year and then career-wise, too. Yeah. Allmark hasn't always been a starter. He's been a backup for the good majority of his career up until last year. Yeah. He was For Buffalo, I think he got to start for a couple weeks. I don't remember who their goalie would have been at the time where he was backing up for. 
maybe but Leonard, maybe? Might have been. Might have been back when in Leonard Leonard was there over in yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. Other than that, I think we're about ready to jump into the OHL yep. news. Um, starting off back on March 12th, um, Ty Vaught of the starting of Sting reaches his 200th career point against the Kitchener Rangers. And then on March 14th, the Ottawa Center's prospect Tyler Buscher of the 67s. He will be out for the remainder of the season with a shoulder injury. Um, Avery Hayes of the Peterborough Pete scored his first career hat-trick against the Mississauga Steelheads. Then on March 15th, Will, Will Gear of the 67s um, gets his first career hat-trick against the Oshawa Generals. And then New York Islanders prospect Matthew Magu of the Windsor Spitfire is the first player this season to reach 50 goals in the 2022-2023 season and is the first Spitfire to um, reach 50 goals since 2001 against the Saginaw Spirit. That's hard to believe that in fact no one on the Spitfire have <coughs> 50 goals. Yeah, it's crazy. So nearly, tw like now 20 years, a little over 20 years now. That's insane. And then as well in the same game, Mitch Smith of the Windsor Spitfire gets his first career hat trick against the Saginaw Spirit. James Hardy of the Mississauga Steelheads sets another franchise record, this time the single season points at 79 points against the Barry Colts. Jesus. He's, he's another one that's been setting records and killing it this season. Um, so once they go pro, we're going to have a bunch of eyes out for a bunch of people. Yeah. And then as well in the same game, and as well with the Mississauga Steelheads, Ryerson Lenders sets a franchise record for games played by a 16-year-old goaltender at 35 games, and it's the most played as a rookie goaltender in the last 25 years in the OHL, and he currently sits third all-time. Third all-time, he's already... And he's at 16 as a bit. Um, on March 16th, Cameron Butler of the Oshawa Generals signed a three-year entry level with the Columbus Blue Jackets. March 17th, um, back with Avery Hayes of the Peterborough Peets, gets his two and career point against the Sudbury Wolves. Joey Costanzo of the Windsor Spitfire with 33 shots saved. With his 33 shots saved, collects his first career shutout against the Sioux Greyhounds. And then with the 67's 4-3 win over the Generals, they officially... <laughs> if you heard that, Ethan just smacked his ankle. That was my knee. Oh, even better. <laughs> That had it hurt. Can't confirm. Didn't feel fucking hurt. <laughs> I was trying to get through it and then Jeffy giggled. I'm like, I'm sorry. I was like, oh, that had it hurt. Um, Rewind. Um, with the 67's 4-3 win against the Oshawa Generals, 
they officially are the regular season, hold the regular season title going into the... Nice. Also, the whole the, team, would you have guessed them to do it? To be honest, after... Because the way Hamilton did it last year, going all out, mm-hmm. with all their pickups and, and everything, just how well they were doing at the beginning of the season, they were going to be the favorites going into the season. Because they start off, what, was it like 18-1 and one or something 18, like that? Like 18-1, we were like one. The I remember the, remember the chant, 18-2, and two, after, we be, after we beat them. <laughs> yeah. um, after that comeback win. After, when we were down like 4 nothing, and yeah. came back in 1-5 before it all got those. Um, but yeah, I fear they're going all out this year with all their pickups, so I feel like they're going to be the ones It's going to be hard to beat. They're definitely a favorite. Um, Quinn Binney of the Mississauga Steelheads gets his first career goal against the Erie Otters. Um, Justin Batonio of the Kitchener Rangers gets his first career goal against the Saginaw Spirit. And then on March 18th, the LA Kings prospect, Brendan Clark, gets his first career five-point game versus the Niagara Ice Dogs. <laughs> Shocker. I was sitting there waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I'm like, where's against the Ice Dogs? <laughs> I said, this is the first. I said, like, we have at least finally got one this week. <laughs> it seems like every week somebody has a milestone against the Ice Dogs. <laughs> Which is how it should be. And then as of today... March 19th, Marcus Venneberg of the Kitchener Rangers gets his first career shutout against the Kingston Frontnets. And then two things we miss um, to bring up. In the, um, on March 18th, um, Erie Otters' Artem Kulikov played in his 100th career game. Um, Artem Kulikov. The big... The Rab Russian. Erie's version of our version. Of the Russian bear. Of the Russian bear and the miners. As well as this week, um, <coughs> rookie Mitchell Smith. Um, he is now the third highest scoring defense in franchise history for the Saginaw Spirit. Damn. Wow. And then, yeah, he just passed uh, Petra Mechanikov. For, who just set that record? Who was in third just recently? Oh, wow. okay. Before he got traded, so congrats to him. And then that's all we have for OHL news this week. Here's a discussion I want to bring up. I don't know how much of this that Ethan heard because he was on the opposite side of Colin. It was Ethan calling myself Ethan, or um, Ethan calling myself Jeffy at the the way we were seated at the game. We we're talking about you know. Erie's overagers next season. We have, what, six of them? We have six of them. There's Brett, Saganek, Lalonde, Kulikov, Gilmartin, Gilmartin and... Sador. Sador's oh, Sador this year. Oh, this is Yeah. Well, did we say Kulikov? Yeah. Okay. So maybe there's five. But there's, yeah, Kulikov, Saganek, Kulikov, Brissett, Lalonde, and there's one more. Did we say Johnson? Johnson, Johnson, that's oh, it. Jimmy. We're saying, out of those six, which three should we keep? Brissette, Lalonde. No, get rid of Lalonde. Really? I think I think Lalonde needs to go. Um, I said keep Brissette, Guy Martin, 
and OJ. I'd say... I'd say keep OJ. I'd say keep Kulikov. Or maybe not necessarily D. Martin. I don't know. He's, he he spends too much time in the box. He spends too, he's, he's very similar to Kulikov. He spends way too much time in the box. Spends I'm, too much, in, and he's suspended a lot. I'm staying. I'm saying uh, Brissett, uh, Kulikov, and who are the other ones? Uh, OJ, Saganek, Lalonde. Saganek. I would say keep Brissett, keep OJ, and I'm just debating on my fourth one because Lalonde just hasn't been up to standards, at least not for his rookie year. Guy Martin? Guy Martin, Liam Guy Martin, Gil Martin. It's Gil Martin. It's pronounced Gil Martin? It's pronounced Gil Martin. Wait, prospect for the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> dude, that was the funniest <laughs> still, shit. Was still, I, dude, it's to this day, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. We were laughing for like You're 10, welcome. 10 I like how it. It wasn't took, you. I like how. I thought I took, I took a picture of it on the screen and sent you. Yeah. Well, you're the one that took the picture, but it wasn't you. I know, but I, I sent it to the group chat. <laughs> no, though. all of us. It took all of you guys to be like, go to San Jose Sharks. And I'm like, that says fucking sharks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took the picture because Ethan knows it. And, and I we, all, the dude, we all just started laughing <laughs> so hard. On live, what your your TV from? What were we playing Owen Sound that night? Owen Sound. Owen yeah. Sound TV. Because <laughs> that was the same game. The best cool. graphic that has ever popped up. Because that was TV. the same game Kulikov had his. Five oh, his, his yeah. Um, yeah, I say keep Brissett, keep OJ. It's, I'm torn on the third one because, like I said, Milan just hasn't been up to par. Kulikov spends way too much time in the box, so it'd be. I mean. He could be a good replacement for Morty to be that grit guy, be that guy to get to yeah. his faces. Mm. Same with Guy Martin. He spends too much time in the box. He's always getting game misconduct. He had that 10-game suspension. Even though it well, was that ten, bullshit I reason. I say that 10-game suspension was bullshit. Even though it was bullshit. He's still, he's gotten a lot of game misconducts for running his mouth. I mean, should the officials man up and stop being a bunch of whiny pussies? Yes, they should. But as well as um, Colby, I think we should get rid of Colby for the fact that I think we, we can, can get, get a decent good. return for him. Good. We can get a really good return for him. No, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll definitely agree with keeping OJ and keeping Brissett. Well, I, at least I got one right. That's all I care about. It's because I'm kind of between right now, Lalonde. So I think is it both goalies? Is Downey the sixth? I think both Lalonde and Downey are, are old ragers. I'm pretty sure. I don't... I think let's Lalonde and Downey. That might be the sixth one, because I know they're six. Let's see here. Uh, if so, between those two, I'm, I'd say cut Lalonde. Yeah. Uh, we get, Kyle Downey... Is he 18 or is he 19? Hold on. Because if he's 19, then this would be his, his next year, would he be a ranger? Nope. Kyle Downey was born... March fourth of two thousand four. So he's nineteen, yeah. So that okay, there's the sick then it'd be Downey, so yeah. So I'd say keep Downey, yeah. Brissett, and OJ for the three. I'd i I'm still sticking with Cooley. I'm Same still I'm saying keep Downey keep Downey, Kulikov and You see the difference my argument, the difference between OJ and Kulikov, OJ can get in the opponent's face, get under their skin without getting himself into the box. Yeah. Three times a game. Mm-hmm. Kulikov just spends way too much time in the box. Where oh, it seems like every time he's on the ice, we're playing five on four because he does something stupid that he and shouldn't be that's doing. That's a big reason why sometimes they fall short of a game because of him in the box. And there's definitely been times too where he's 
gotten into a fight and they've thrown him out of game and game misconduct. The one one game we went to, he had dropped. It, we thought it's because he had been past his max amount of fights. It's because he fought before the puck was dropped. Apparently, that's not allowed in the OHL either. Which is fucking. <laughs> like, there's so many things. This I guess the other thing, which I don't think we discussed this last week, because I think this news just broke earlier this week. Yeah. About the QMJHL is debating banning fighting. Like they're on the fence. They're pretty much very close to officially signing it to ban fighting. And, they could and with the QMJHL being a part of the CHL, just like the OHL, is no. that a rule that we could end up seeing in, in the OHL as well? If it, no, I don't. I don't. I. It'll be lucky if it passes in the QMJ, for the fact that I don't want to say it's the only reason my hockey fans love watching hockey, but it's a big part of the night is when you get guys talking mad shit to each other, and then they just you go hear, You can hear Morty yelling from up in our, side, up in our yeah. upper bowl all, section. All well, not upper bowl, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, the other nice thing about... I'm not trying to say fights are nice at all, but it kind of gets everybody's jump and it gets everybody excited. Have you... Have you if you know, I don't know, neighbor. If, if you have only Erieites would know, going to the EIA on a packed house on a Saturday, a Friday night, and a fight breaks out, you, you won't even be able to hear yourself think for those 30, 35, 45 oh, seconds yeah. that that fight is happening. Because <laughs> that place it's gets loud as shit if it's during like a, a like, What was the one London game we went to where it was like... The home opener. Home opener. Was it? Yeah, but it was a was it? I think it was Kulikov Kul and... Gilmart. Was it, it wasn't Gilmartin. Kulikov no. and somebody... I think it was one of the rookies. I think it was either Messier or Bruce. I think it was Messier. Was or was it Teo? No, it was Teo. Was it Teo? Yeah, it was and Teo. It was piss off of both of them, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I remember that was my first Otters game after coming back. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I remember that was the night they broke the attendance record for the game, and we just went absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah, getting the win. I mean, that's what yeah. happens when a sold-out crowd, the EIA, yep. gets, the, gets mm -hmm. the players one into the, it, it keeps the, the players the on the feet. in the OHL. Oh, yeah, like, you, we've, they've said on the Off the Record podcast a couple times where, I mean, London, they draw 9,000 fans a night. Erie draws 3,000 average, 2,500 a night, and it still sounds like 9,000. Mm -hmm. Just how loud Erie okay, fans Okay, well, get. I have a question for you guys then. Do you think they will ever add more seating to EIA? Do you think they'll ever make it a complete... I just, with how it is now, I don't know how they could. It's so... It's, they well, would have to do a lot. They basically have to be, rebuild the entire building. Well, here's where I was. Well, what I was thinking personally is, I know this is gonna sound dumb, but it already does. Okay. Get rid of the box. <laughs> so get rid of the box seats, and then elevate a level for the box up top. That way, you have an entire lower bowl going all the way around the ice, and then make a little patio or make a little platform behind it. So you know, you come up the stairs, look at the box seats. It's only that you know half the. I mean, you know, I didn't see them like eventually maybe raising the ceiling or you know, I, I was re just thinking, redoing the roof and get, adding on another bowl or something. I was just thinking, get rid of the boxes. We don't, we don't really, then, we don't draw enough fans to be able to do that. As no, it? but I'm well. If they add more room, we might. Yeah, that's true. Because how many? I can't tell you how many times I talked to people like, oh, I wanted to get tickets for the game last night. They were sold out. And I'm like, but at the same time. Is there going to be enough of a fan base that will be able to make that, essentially make that addition pay for itself? I mean, honestly, I'm thinking about it like holidays. It's one of those things where, now I have a lot of family in Pittsburgh that come up through to Erie, and they love going to Otters games. And just thinking about that, like when you have 
family visit from other places around the country in the wintertime, they may not get to experience that hockey like we do. Yeah, you know, junior level. If you live in Pittsburgh, you have the Penguins, yeah, but it's it's one of those things where instead of paying $120 for seats where they look like ants, you spend 20 bucks and you're right there. I think that's what's kind of cool with Erie being located like right down in the middle between three major cities being Cleveland, Buffalo, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, obviously. Well, technically four because Toronto's hop, skip, and a jump over the lake. That's true. Yeah. Um, but Columbus is not too far either. About well, three still. But um, obviously, right down the road in Cleveland, you got the AHL's Cleveland Monsters, and then um, obviously Buffalo just down an hour and a half away from us and then Pittsburgh. That's kind of that we had a big. We, we get to see all, all levels of hockey. We get yeah. to see junior, we get to see the minors, we can see the NHL. Yeah. All within a, a two hour drive to see either well, And mm -hmm. not just for like Erie fans alone, it's just like in general for. Fans outside of Erie County yeah. that want to come in the town to see generally highlight. Hey, some of these ki these kids are gonna become super potentially become superstars. And I guess my only big well, I guess my only show. my only biggest thing is it's the players that draw the crowd. Look at McDavid. How many times when we got McDavid, everybody was excited. In that second or third year, it'd be a packed house every night. And they would just to see Strome his, and McDavid. Second or third year where we started the four straight 50 win yep. seasons. Yeah. Because rookie yeah. year they didn't make the playoffs in his rookie year. And it was just one of those things where people would just go to get McDavid's autograph, McDavid's signature, or just to watch McDavid play. You know, look at him now. He's exactly. <laughs> break 150 points in the big leagues. Fuck, <laughs> I have an Otters jersey up in my room that's framed with the signature. I am never getting rid of that. I've seen Ethan's been trying to say something here for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, just kind of going back off of what Bobo was saying about adding the more seats, and the biggest thing that I think really draws Erie fans in is the fact that there is a little bit less seating, so you get a little bit more, dare I say, intimacy with the team. And I feel like the more and more seats that you add, yeah, it's great, you got room for fucking 15,000 people, but it's not like going to be, see, you're trying to think of it, let me finish, I see you trying to talk. Uh, you're trying to think of it like an NHL team, where the NHL teams are consistently pulling 10 plus thousand fans every if fucking, not more, yeah. if not more. Erie doesn't do that. But could, could you imagine a packed well, see, 15,000 EIA? Well, here's the, here's the only... That'd be, that'd be great. That'd, that'd be all fine and dandy, but we're struggling to get to max capacity as it is. I'm saying it's not going to happen, but could, could yeah. you imagine how well, loud that place would be I, at 15K? I guess the biggest reason I just thought of it, because believe it's, it or not. Don't get me wrong. It's not a bad idea, but no, I just well, think if EIA were to add more seats, you would lose that fan team intimacy, mm -hmm. if you will, because, you know, where we sit, we sit up towards the very top of the seating, our seats aren't really still aren't bad. Oh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love our seats. We're still like, right on top of the ice. Yeah. We're right on top of the ice. And like you look at stuff like that and you look at the similar seating to an NHL arena, similar seats in an NHL arena would be like three hundred bucks a ticket. If not more, yeah. Where for us it's four hundred bucks for a whole season worth of mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. I think if they were to add more seats 
that'd be the only way they'd be able to pay for it is drastically increase tickets, increase ticket prices, increase season ticket prices, just increase prices mm -hmm. all all together. Which they already do every single year. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> but I don't think that they would be able to afford it to be able to pay that. Yeah seating off. I guess my only thought of it, and this was just the construction aspect of me, because y'all, you know, it's one of those things where when I look at it just looking, I always think, yeah, it's, you know, I always think why, and I get it, you know, we have the, Z the Zambonis have to go somewhere, but I always thought instead of them ever putting those boxes above the Zambonis, I was like, they should have added at least a back row of seats and just make it a complete dome, not do a horseshoe, and then all of a sudden, it's like instead of having the standing rooms, which you know, don't get me wrong, with standing rooms are great for parties and all that, but I never see any of them full. Or maybe like I would think like maybe get like one more, a couple more rows and one more bowl like on that that east side. Yeah, that east well, that's, end. that's what I mean. It's Keep just them where they are, but get rid of those. Get rid of well, that wall and put that's a what I mean. Or even add room. seats above that standing room. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Maybe. Anyways, moving on to the NHL news of the week. Pavel Dorvis, Tor, Dorviev, I believe it was pronounced, of the Vegas Golden Knights, got his first NHL point and goal in the same game against the St. Louis Blues on March 12th. Uh, Darcy Kemper surpassed 9,000 career saves as of March 13th. I think I said that one. I think you did, yeah. Uh, Danton Heinen played his 400th career game on March 14th against the Montreal Canadiens. In that same game, Jake Clint. Glensel. Jake Gensel collected his 400th career point. Jake big. Uh, William Eklund of the San Jose Sharks got his first career goal against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Right, I want to get this one right. I, I, I looked up this one to get this one right. I believe it was Guillaume Brisebois of the Vancouver Canucks got his first career NHL goal against the Dallas Stars, also on March 14th. Sam Reinhart played his 600th career game on March 16th against the Montreal Canadiens. Philip Grubauer played in his 300th career game on March 16th against the San Jose Sharks. Linus Olmark, who we were just mentioning earlier, played in his 200th career game against the Minnesota Wild on He's March 17th. Played, oh, yeah, he has only yeah. played 200 games. Holy fuck. Uh, Owen Tippett got his first career NHL hat-trick against the Buffalo Sabres on March 17th. And just last night, the 18th, Tyson Forster of the Philadelphia Flyers got his first NHL career goal against the Carolina Hurricanes. And finally, uh, Jason Robertson becomes the first player in Dallas Stars history to have back-to-back 40-goal -back seasons. Wow. Then last year, obviously, with finished with 41. This year, he's already at 40. And there's still 12, 13 games left. And he's super young, ain't he? He's 24, 23, yeah. Wow. It's only his second or third year. I thought he was like this 25. Is his sec second full season? Yeah. Second full season. Third year. In I thought he was like 25. I thought he came into the league a little older. Uh, Jason is Robertson he? is 23. 23, wow. yeah. Okay. I thought he yeah, was he came in 25. I've, I've always been decent with my ages. I'm not like Dan who a couple yeah. weeks ago told, could tell you the exact draft pick somebody was. Dude, he's <laughs> insane. We were, we were like, oh, Jake Gensel. He's like, oh, yeah, he was first round, 13th. I was like, <laughs> just without even and then, thinking. And then, and then he had the audacity to be like, yeah, my hockey knowledge really isn't that great. Fucking <laughs> really? Because <laughs> every draft date that you have thrown out it's has been, been spot on him. If, 
if it's not spot on, he might I'm be a hero. I'm surprised he off. didn't tell you. He'd be like, he'll be. He was sitting in section this one, this seat, in the arena for the fucking draft. <laughs> his mom was to the left of him. His dad, brother, and sister. He got up and shook his dad's hand first. Oh, and he was chewing a piece of Orbit bubblegum. <laughs> That's the most specifically the wintergreen. That's the most important part, the Orbit gum. Orbit gum. At least it's not flat gum. Stimulate your senses. Sensor, not sponsored. Not sponsored. Sensor stimulate. Oh, <laughs> sensor stimulation. All right. So moving on to the main topic for tonight. So. Uh, Coming up with ideas for this week, uh, one of the things, I know we talked about uh, potential draft picks and stuff like that, and trades, and, you know, just overall covered the trade deadline. One of the things that we didn't cover were uh, free agents, whether they be restricted or unrestricted. Uh, so Kyle's got cap friendly up right now. Uh, we're going to go through the top 50 free agents right now, and... You know, just kind of give our two cents on where we can see them going. He's going to read off their current contracts, and we will go from there. So, uh, Kyle. Number one on the list is Jonathan Taze. He's currently 35 years old. He's a lot older than I thought he was. Um, or younger, rather, honestly. Um, he's currently, he signed an eight-year, $84 million contract way back on July 9th of 2014. Takes currently a cap hit of ten point five million dollars. I said that I don't. Either he's only going to sign like an additional one, two, maybe <coughs> three years with Chicago, or he's just going to retire, just you know, based on injuries. I think. I don't think he's signing. Going to sign anywhere else is what I'm saying. No, no, I think he'll finish his career in Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah. I do think so. Well, he's going to stay in Chicago, but I think at the end of this year he's going to. Yeah, I think I I think he has one more year in him, and I think it, you know he's gonna have that one last push of a year, do as much as he can, even potentially go playoffs, and just no no, no, no thing. Blackhawks no, like, well not playoffs, Bobo, but just give Bobo, it. We did our hot takes at the beginning I, of the season. He's just gonna give it one last run after this year. He's gonna give it one more fight, you know. You, know, you, think, with, you think he's gonna resign with Chicago as well, though? Yeah, I think he's gonna retire with Chicago, but he's gonna go one more year. I don't, I don't think he's gonna. I know I saw. Him. I think he's. You think he's gonna retire? I think he's Because I saw the uh, report that, like, an interview that he said he's. He, he is contemplating retirement. But regardless whether he retires or signs, I think he will resign with Chicago. I don't think yeah. he's going anywhere else. No. Uh, number two, former teammate Patrick Kane, really? currently playing with the New York Rangers. Uh, he is 34 years old. Patrick Kane? Yeah. Well, his contract's up. Uh, he uh, he signed the same eight-year, eighty-four million dollar contract on the same exact day. Tay signed his on July 9th of twenty fourteen. Um, obviously, that contract was signed with Stan Bowman back when he was still GM of, of the Blackhawks. Obviously, now he's playing with the New York Rangers. Um, I think I think he might end up signing with New Jersey. New Jersey. I think he's if he's because I know. He really wanted to go to New York. I think he's going to try to stay with the Rangers. I think, I think he's going to try and stay with the Rangers 
worst comes to worst, he may go to the Islanders. That's what I was thinking. I, I Islanders? Yeah. I could at least say, if he d doesn't stay with the Rangers, I at least think he's going to stay with one of the three New York teams. Mm -hmm. Whether that means Buffalo or... The reason I said New Jersey is because of number three, his current now teammate, Vladimir Tarasenko, who's coming to the end of his contract. Um, and I just lost that. Hold on. There we go. Oh, yeah, put up as well. Mm. Yeah, Vladimir Tarasenko, who's only 31, because he's younger, um, who he signed a, a eight-year, $60 million contract with the St. Louis Blues back in July 7th of 2015. I think it's going to come down to New York choosing between those two, and based on the age, I think they're going to end up choosing Tarasenko to resign rather than Patrick Kane. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense now that you say it like that. That's another one I kind of said he would stay to. Alright, number four. Yeah, my phone does not want to load now. Uh, number four, I had it all picked up and everything. Ryan O'Reilly, I found the wrong one, who's only 32, currently playing with the Toronto Maple Leafs, signed a three year two point. That is not him, that's the wrong person. Where'd he go? I guess I scroll down to his. Uh, signing contract. Signed a seven-year, $52.5 million contract with the Buffalo Sabres on July 3rd of 2015. Honestly, what, the eight, beginning of the 18-19 season when he got over, traded over to yeah. St. Louis. Um, but his, where I think he will end up signing, I, th I think he's going to resign with Maple Leafs. I think, I think so. I, do. Do. I see, oh. I, I had struggled to figure out where he Part of me wants to really agree with you guys saying he'll re-sign with the Leafs, but also I can see him staying with another Canadian team. And even him going, if he does go, one of two places. I'm going to say either Winnipeg or Calgary. I was thinking Winnipeg or Montreal. I, mm, if, I, if we're going to stay on that same boat, I would say, between other Canadians, yeah, I'd say Montreal or uh, as well as Calgary. I, I can see Calgary. Yeah, I can see Calgary. He'd be a, that good replacement for both, losing both Huberto and, and yeah. Gaudreau. You know, he's definitely he's significantly older than the two of them. Yeah, but I, I, I can see that. Yeah, that's if he were to go to another team or at least stay in Canada. Yeah. Number five, James Van Riemsdyk, better known as JVR. Uh, signed a five-year, $35 million contract with the Philadelphia Flyers back on July 1st of 2018. Um, it was signed by Ron Hextall, surprisingly. So We all know he's great at signing contracts. Yeah. Um, I think he is going to end up signing with Detroit. I had a team that he was yeah. almost traded to at the deadline. I, I can see it. I, I brought up the idea of him going up to Winnipeg. Winnipeg? Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, I obviously, I'm going to let the bias in me ring. I would love to see him in the Motor City, especially given the fact that we just got rid of one of our more well-enjoyed players and who's done fairly well for us in Tyler Bertuzzi. You know, I think JVR would be a good villain for that. Yeah. Especially because he's got a little bit more age on him and he's... Uh, where do you have him go? Where do you think J.B.R. is going to go, Bubba? Um, 
I do like the idea of Detroit. I really do. But at the same time, I feel like because Philly has been in a black hole for so long, you're just gonna he's just gonna re-sign with Philly, and they're gonna try to rebuild the Flyers around him, or at least rebuild one of the cores around him, whether it's or one of the lines. I'm sorry, they could rebuild one of the lines around him, and it could be the you know the power line or the I know this they're line just or the in general line. are prepared. Or they have been, but they're gonna—they're pretty much getting ready to completely rebuild. Just in well, and that's where I'm like, okay, JBR is a great, solid rock to start that foundation. I mean, with. I mean, even with him being on the older side, I mean, he can—he can definitely get the rebuild started. JBR is what mid thirties, thirty-three, mm -hmm. yeah, thirty-three. Well, and what you can even do—sorry, what you can even do is, if he does leave, bring him on as one of your coaches bring him as a shooting coach or a skating coach or somewhere where he's still with the <coughs> team, but, you know, he could almost like what a lot of NFL players do. But he would they, have to retire, though. I know, but he would, he would retire, then he would come back as a coach. I don't think he, he's a few years out from retiring. You I think, think so? He, I think he's got some good years left. He's got some, he's got some good stuff in him. Uh, number six, we got John Klingberg. They're currently 30 years old. He just signed that short one-year, $7 million contract in the this past offseason with Anaheim. Um, you know, him being only being 30 years old, still being young. I see him. I see him getting like a, a, a decent sized contract with somebody like Seattle. Give Seattle some good defensive core. I would say either. Honestly, I'd say either Seattle or, to be honest with you, Detroit. I'm going to say it again. Because I wouldn't put it past Steve Eiserman to put a bid in for him. I 100% wouldn't put it past him because he knows that the Red Wings need to start rebuilding their forward core, or their defensive core. Yeah. So. I originally uh, had. I mean, aside from, from Mo Sider. Yeah. Vince. Not, yeah. I, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I originally said one of the black and gold teams, either Pittsburgh or Boston. I'd love to see Klingberg in, in the black and gold. I'm um, either team. I'm either thinking Pittsburgh or Boston. But Boston all, all the buying that Boston, Boston did at the yeah. at the deadline, they're I don't think they're going to have enough to be able to afford to sign him. I can see Boston scoring Klingberg. They, I can see him dropping someone and just scoring Klingberg. They, they would have to like they, not re-sign anybody that they picked up at the deadline. They'd have to not re-sign Orla. They'd have to not re-sign Bertuzzi. They'd have to not re-sign. Um, yeah. Who's another be, big guy they picked up at the deadline? They got rid of Coyle, didn't they? They got rid yeah, of Coyle. Yeah, they got rid of Coyle. Coyle yeah. Yeah. There's one one other big name that they so, picked up at the deadline. Well, that I might didn't be. They got rid of Coyle. Oh, I think they did. That I could might be wrong. He's on here. That he's might be a risk. Dimitri Orlov. Orlov, that's yeah. Yeah, that might be one of those. Big risks worth taking because Klingberg has that experience. Yeah. I originally had him staying with, resigning with the Wild. I, I debated that as well. But I, I actually, was, that's actually not a bad idea of him going resigning with Seattle. That's yeah, not Charlie Coyle is with Boston. Is he still okay? Okay. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Max Pacioretty, only 34 years old, currently playing for the Carolina Hurricanes, which. I think a lot of people might have even forgot that he played for them with how injured he's been this yeah, season. Yeah, he's been really plagued with um, He signed a four-year, $28 million contract with the Vegas Golden Knights on September 10th, 2018. 
Um, and just due to his his injuries that have came as of recently, he's, he's spent a lot of the past like, two, three years just injured. See, um, I think he can either sign up, either end up just retiring due to that, or signing a, like a short one, two-year contract with you know a, a bottom feeder, you know Philly, Columbus. Was he at, at, with Montreal before the expansion, like before Vegas, before he played for I think so, yeah. I, I thought it was a Canadian team. He was. Uh, he was on the Canadian team. I don't remember where. Petrie was on the Canadians. Yeah, he was okay. like on the Canadians. Okay. okay, that's what I thought. I just couldn't. I just couldn't remember who where he was. That's where he was before Vegas. On uh, number eight, Alex DeBrinket. He needs to come back to Ely. <laughs> he <laughs> signed a nine-year contract with the Ely Autos. How long he needs to go? He needs to come. This to one, I kind of. I mean, it seems like he'd be a lot older, but he's still really young. How old would you think he is? Probably pushing 30. 27. He's 25. He's only 25. Wow. I say think he, about it, it was only five years ago when he won the championship with Erie. He was because yeah. he, so he would have been no older than 20. He was a no way when yeah. he was no way that year. I can see him some coming somewhere at least local to us, whether it's Boston. It just shows how long the past. Three, four years. Or I'm sorry. Whether yeah, whether it's Buffalo. Ethan, we just made Ethan's brain hurt. Yeah. Whether it's Buffalo, whether it's Pittsburgh, or the hop across the lake in Toronto, I can see him some coming somewhere local. He kind of just turned 25. I mean, in December, but not so not just turning. But I um, this I kind of had a. He, had he signed that a three-year, 19.2 million dollar contract with Chicago on October 3rd, 2019. My bias did come out on this one. I did say, because I fear with, um, which we'll get more onto this list, but like, I said Pittsburgh would, could potentially, like, they would obviously have to give up. We'd have to give up. We'd, have, we'd not be able to re-sign Grandland. We'd not be able to re-sign Kulikov. Yeah. Which I don't think they're going to. Which, I mean, we're, I think we're pretty much stuck with Grandland, because I think he still has next year on his contract as well. Yeah. As, I don't, I also don't think they're going to re-sign Kulikov either. I don't think so, no. But that's as much as it pains me to say, I, I I think I spoiler I think I do have us re-signing Zucker in my predictions. That might end up that might have an, end up being one we'd have to drop in order to afford somebody like to break it. Because that, that's just more, and I was kind of more looking at it for the future as well, for mm-hmm. the fact that with everyone aging over at Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. I, I have figured him, like he could, like bring him over to start young. I had him either resetting in Ottawa, or this is another one that I think is in maybe in the in the deep deep back in the radar of the guys are playing. I can potentially. I mean, I wouldn't call that a long shot, but at the same time, you know, might not be too far in the woods on that one. It'd be, dude. That'd be a nice ass move for Detroit. Yeah, man. Or picking up the bring it. Bring picking up the cat. Very young. Still very quick. But again, who would they be able to afford to get rid of to afford him? I mean, you guys, even with all the, the buying you guys did, you still have like a $8.5 million of cap space remaining. But is that $8.5 million going to be enough to secure the ranking? I think he's can be worth less than $8.5 million a year. Think I, so? I think that'd probably be right around where he I think he deserved right around 7 to 8. I think right where right, just a little. Right about what he has right now on his contract, I think he's worth. I, I mean, right now he's only making six point four a year. Only six point four. I mean, for as good and as young as he has been, you know, for where he came from and how well he did in the, in the juniors, I'm surprised that's only what it, only he's making. Is what I meant. 
But so he, he definitely deserves more. But I think that if he would want to st- stack himself around a, a young rebuilding team, if he wants to you know help make a remake a team out of something, it would be Detroit. It'd be a good place to start. Yeah, got a lot of young guys around him. He wouldn't be going be the be the young guy and a bunch of old heads. He'd be in that young right, team. Right in the middle. He'd fit in perfectly. That he'd probably get some chemistry. His speed would probably be perfect with a lot of those guys. Yeah, I mean that chemistry there would be. Perfect. Uh, number nine, Mr. Sean Monahan, currently up, stuck in poor Montreal, Canadians de Montreal, signed a seven-year, $44.625 million contract with the Calgary Flames back in August of 2016. Um, That's another name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. Uh, I well, think he'll either re-sign... I think he will re-sign with the Canadians. I do too. Yeah, I don't I think it'll be so. as long. I don't think it'll be seven-year deal like it was with Calgary. I, I see it being like a four, maybe five-year maybe, deal. Maybe three years. I was thinking two or, a two-year, two or three. Two or three. Two or that short? I think it. Yeah, well, my only. Good. I might even just go. I think I'm going to stick with two because if Montreal doesn't, you know, do a lot with what they got, he's going to be like, "Hey, man, I went out of here." He's a lot younger than I thought he was. Yeah, it's only 28. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Poso, who's older than I thought, he's 35. Wow. Uh, currently so he's playing. almost Crosby's age. He's older than Crosby, yeah. Crosby just, no, yeah. no Crosby's 35, yeah. yeah Crosby's 35. I thought Crosby was like 35, 36. Um, or technically, uh, Poso is only 34. Kept friendly, they go based on the age that they will be once their contract is up. So technically, okay. he's 34 right now, turns 35 in about a month. Um, he signed a seven year, $42 million contract with the Buffalo Sabres back on the 1st of July, 2016. Um, I can see him re-signing with, for another two, three years two, and then three. after that, calling it a career. I do. Yeah. yeah he's gonna, I think he's going to stay with Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, did we even say at the beginning that we are doing top 50, by the way? If we didn't, we're doing top 50. And we chose the number because there are a lot of old heads on here that we're going to fly through pretty quickly like we have with a good majority of these so far. Um, number 11. Ethan's favorite player, Milan Lucic. Uh, he's 34 years old, will be 35 by the time his contract is up. He signed a seven-year, $42 million wasted dollars with the Calgary, Calgary or Edmonton Oilers he signed his contract with. Sorry. I'm going to answer for Ethan. He's going to retire. Do you think he's right? Are you still staring at me down when I said your favorite player? <laughs> I don't think you could hurt me. Or just PTSD from us rose to the stand out of him. Um, I think he'll sign. I think he's gonna re-sign like do like, a small one-year contract with one of his <laughs> his older teams. I said going back to LA for a year. Or two. He's giving you that 500 euro stare. Yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't sign with, <laughs> no, I'm never gonna give up that joke. If whether you like it or not. <laughs> Why don't we just all stare at Ethan and admire him? Where do, you, where do you think Lucic is gonna sign? Do you have any idea? Think he'll just call it quits? I think he's gonna call it quits and then get hit by the flame bus as he's walking out of the <laughs> arena. <laughs> if you want my genuine opinion, you really don't like him, do you? I fucking hate Milan Lucic. <laughs> oh boy, I don't want to ask. So he's useless. You, you guys thought Casper Kapanen was a waste of fucking cap space. But you guys forgot that <laughs> Milan. But you guys forgot that Milan Lucic still exists. 
uh, number, what we on, 12. Eric Johnson signed a seven-year, $42 million contract with the Avalanche back in late September of 2015. Um, he's another one I think he'll end up re-signing with Colorado yeah, for, for three I, to four years also to end off his career. I did say that one as well. He mm-hmm. re-signed. Yeah. I mean, just with being as old as he is, nobody really wants older defensemen nowadays. No. So a lot of I, these like older defensemen do just end up re-signing with whatever current team they are on. Well, I also feel like, and I'm going to bounce off what I said earlier, a lot of these older players, especially a lot of the older defensemen I've been noticing lately, retire and then come back to work for the team. Whether they're a coach, whether they're in the office, whether they're, you know, wherever. Because they just want to be with that team that gave them their career. Number 13, Timo Meyer, at the young age of 26, currently playing for the New Jersey Devils, who was just traded there in the, uh, the trade deadline, signed a four-year, $24 million contract with the San Jose Sharks back on Canada Day, July 1st of 2019. I can see him going to a place like Buffalo or Seattle. I actually say he's going to resign. I say I think he's going to resign. I see him signing with somewhere maybe like Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. It'd, be, it'd be a dream. I said Pittsburgh on there as well, yeah. but that's well, just you could kind even of pair my bias with, showing. You could even pair him but with like Kaprizov in Minnesota. That's what I'm saying, yeah. You know. be a kill, I'd be a killer second. Because who would who would be that third person? You would have him, Kaprizov, and who would be that? I think it's Erickson on that first line with them. That's right. a solid. Is it Joel Erickson That is a solid. I think so. Hell, there's your first line right there. Probably yeah. there's your second. Yeah, true. Because that is a solid. I, I said Minnesota. I think it would be a good fit for him. Or re-signing with New Jersey, I can yeah. see. But I, I know New Jersey yeah, does not have a whole lot of cap space with a lot of, because of him, with yeah. him, them buying him. Well, didn't New Jersey also pick up one or two other big names this year besides that? Not, not really. He, okay. he was the big name that they I thought there was got at the one, deadline. I thought there was one more they snagged. There is, but I don't think it was a very okay. big name. No offense. No, but, no. Uh, I just thought maybe they picked up another bigger name with Jersey, because Jersey's been killing it. Yeah, they're, they've, I think they're, are they still number one in the Metro, or did Carolina pass them? I, I, think think Carolina. I thought they're number three. I thought well, they're not, I don't three. think they're down to three. Joel Erickson is on their third line. Is he on their third line? Wow. Who's on their first line? Is it Hartman? Yeah. Uh, never mind. That was an old fucking lineup because. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, that, well, that was an old lineup because I saw Mikhail Graham. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Currently, Carolina's first. New Jersey is second. Okay. okay. And then I know the Rangers are kind of climbing and yeah. catching up to them. That's my fault. I haven't looked at that in a few days. Uh, Jordan Stahl is next. Currently playing for the Carolina Hurricanes. Signed a 10-year, $60 million contract on Canada Day, July 1st of 2012. Jim Rutherford signed this contract, fun fact. Um, but I, it's another one I can see him re-signing with Carolina, uh, remaining their captain. For yeah, another three to four years, also. I know he's going. Thirty-four. I know he's going. Answer. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, Joel Oxenak is second line center. Second line, okay. Uh, first, first line is Sam Steele, Ryan Hartman, and Matt Zuccarello. Okay, but he's not even on the first line. He's not even in. He's not even in the top twelve. Wow. Oh, he must be injured. Then is he injured? Yeah. He uh, because injured. right now. Their forward course, Sam Steele, Ryan Hartman, Matsu Gorilla, Marcus Johnson, Joel Erickson, Matthew Boldy, uh, Brandon Duhay, Duheim, uh, Frederick Goudreau, Oscar Sunquist, Mason Shaw, Connor Dewar, and Ryan. When did Sunquist go to the Wild? I think this year. 
I didn't know that. Wow. Because he must have been one of the deadline moves. I didn't even, I had no idea he went to Minnesota. I saw I knew he was with Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. yeah. I think that was like the last day of the deadline this year. I have. Uh, but yeah, it was correct. Okay. Yeah, Stoll, I think he'll just resign with Carolina yeah. for two or three years. I know if his career. I know he's going he's gonna to retire in Carolina. I mean, even though he's only not super old for hockey standards, but his age is starting to show. Yeah, I mean, he, he has been slowing well, down. He's still a great captain. Didn't he also have a major injury a few years ago? Am I thinking of the other Stoll brothers? I do you think one of the other Stoll brothers? Okay. I know Eric had one pretty okay. serious one not too long Cause ago. Because I know one of the Stoll brothers had a really bad injury, whether it was two or three years ago. I don't quite remember the. I do. You you remember? You guys remember? Yeah, you guys remember. Yeah. I do. So. I do think Jordan's gonna resign with Carolina and, and his eventually end his career in yeah. Carolina. Uh, number 15, Matt Dumba, currently 28 years old. Uh, going to be pushing 29 by the time free agency rolls around. Uh, Five-year, $30 million contract was signed on July 21st of 2018 with his current team, the Minnesota Wild. Um, I think he could end up being part of not the rebuild, but to add to some of the firepower over in Columbus right now. That, yeah. Actually, actually I, yeah. I think he'd be a good addition over there. I could see him maybe going to Columbus or even honestly down to a team like Nashville. I, ooh, I like ooh. Nashville too. I like yeah. that one too. I know Div- my, division rival. Minnesota. I know my original pick was him staying in Minnesota, but I actually do like those two ideas of him. I could even see him going down to Nashville or Columbus. I can even see him going to a team that's a little more grittier, like LA. Honestly, that's not. It's not terrible either. It's not that's terrible. Not terrible. Either. He, he's one of those names, like, he could go anywhere. Yeah. And there's a couple of players that are like, oh, he'd look really good in this jersey, or he'd yeah. fit well here, but this is one that I think he could go just about anywhere. I mean, hell, I can see him rocking the RoboVision, too. I mean, I wouldn't be against it. I, I wouldn't be. Hell, I'm not even a Penguins fan. Like, a true <laughs> diehard Penguins fan, and I wouldn't be against it. Uh, coming up next, Pierre-Luc Dubois, currently of the Winnipeg Jets, signed a one-year $6 million contract at the beginning of this past uh, season. Uh, he's only 24 right now. He's young. He's way younger than I thought. I thought, I thought he's, he's another one of those that I'd be thinking would be pushing 30, and he's I thought yeah. 24. We got here. We thought Tyler. Sa- we all shed our pants when we found out Tyler Sagan was only 30 yeah. or 29 at the time we 29. did our video last year. Yeah, <laughs> um, video episode. I can see him just resigning. Do like uh, I can see him resigning with like a five or a six year. I, I said I said a blank, getting a lengthy resign. Yeah. Even if it's like an eight-year, sixty-five million-dollar contract. With him being so young, I don't see them getting rid of him. Yeah. I think that I think that he's going to be like that building piece of a rebuild. Because yeah. building Cause, the team around him. Because I know potential. I said at the, I can see him eventually wearing a C. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, no doubt. Because I know it's between back and forth between him resigning and going down to Nashville. That was my original pick. If he did not resign, was go down to Nashville since they're rebuilding. I know my my pick was Nashville. And another place that I but, potentially didn't even see PLD. Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. But to be honest, the fact that I didn't realize he was that young, I still thought he was pushing dirty and then. Another I think I might change my thought of him. Sorry. You're good. Um, him, I know I said Ridges said Nashville, but I think I would change it to him resigning. I could see him either doing a lengthy re-sign with Winnipeg, or if he has like a Dylan Larkin thing, like a Dylan Larkin dilemma, 
where they just can't agree the terms to it. I can honestly even see him going to a team like San Jose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I noticed we've been doing this so far. We're almost halfway through this list, and none of us have said San Jose for any of them. Yeah. I was going to even say somewhere like Smashville. So kind of like, so yeah. like what I said. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because with how young he was, because he was what? He was part of Matthew's draft, wasn't he? Yes. I think he was second overall in Matthew's He was draft. in Matthew's. I know y'all were going to Second or was it third overall? I think he was third, because the line went second. I thought he was third overall. Third in the 17th draft. So was seven years ago now. I know y'all are going to hate me. What if I said a team like Phil or Washington? Honestly? Washington no. wouldn't be bad. Washington wouldn't be off. I, I just don't want to see him get his talent wasted in Philly. Well, I just was like, one of the two will stick. I don't know which yeah. one. Number 17, Columbus Blue Jackets legend, Jonathan Quick. <laughs> <laughs> Legendary Blue Jacket, uh, 37 years old. I see him resigning with Columbus. He's <laughs> <laughs> currently at the final year, obviously. At the I decided to come 10, back to Columbus. 10-year, $58 million Jeez. contract on Canada Day 2012. I think this is where he calls it quits. I, I think this is his yeah, final hurrah. So. Went to a contending team for a reason. I think this is a sign for his final hurrah. I think to I, get one last push at it. I think that's kind of why he's like, I don't want to go to Columbus and that. And that's more. exactly yeah. I think that's I don't want to end my career not even being close to a playoff spot. I can see him I'm dead last in the league. I can see him going with a contender somewhere like Winnipeg. Or, um, I know Montreal has been a contender the last few years, but they haven't really they brought have. it. No. No, what about a team like, close. what <laughs> about a team we haven't said yet, like Toronto? I know they always, they're always in the first round, but hell, he might be the one to change. But they have too many goaltenders on their roster as it is. But Ilya yeah. Samsonov is also a UFA at the end of is this he? year. Yeah. So, if Samsonov Sam's goes. I don't think, I, but I think I don't after think, this season, he's done. I if he does, I see, see, do see him signing maybe one more year with a contending team. Maybe signs one more year with Vegas or goes to another that's fellow. A, one, like, yeah. a team that's almost guaranteed to make the playoffs for one yeah, final yeah. season. If he doesn't re-sign another year with Vegas or tries to go another contender, he'll call. He's done. I say, but I'm saying he's going to call quits. Mm -hmm. uh, number 18, Jonathan Druin. He's only 28. He's the one that's fairly young for for how I thought he's a lot older. Uh, or 27, sorry. He'll be 28 next week. Uh, well, happy early birthday. He signed a six-year, $33 million contract with the Montreal Canadiens on June 15, 2017. Wow. Um, this was one I, I struggled with for a little bit. I do. I can see him staying in the red, staying in a Canadian team. I see him going to somewhere like Ottawa. That's not yeah. bad. It's not bad, but I feel like Ottawa is one of those teams where they drop the ball a lot, and I don't. I'm gonna bounce off what Ethan said with the whole Philly thing. I feel like if he goes to Ottawa, that talent is gonna kind of sit there and not do anything. I mean, with a lot of additions they made this offseason, being ADB, Claude Giroux, Cam Talbot, they've done decent. I mean, Compared to how they were last year, they've looked pretty good this they're, year. They're they're a lot more of a fun team to watch this I'll year. That's a big improvement last from last year. I didn't realize they picked up that many players, so I take what I I take that back. But I didn't realize that's they picked actually, up those seven that's or eight actually players. When we named three, he says seven or eight. Yeah. That's actually not a bad, because I know I just said, because I had really had no idea where. What about a team? What about a team like Dallas? Ooh, 
That's like, I don't think we've or, said that yet either. Or go somewhere down south. Well, you know, Dallas or like Panthers go down with the Panthers or the Lightning. Panthers. Panthers. <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I had to add my Pennsylvania accent to that. Panthers. <laughs> it's a Pennsylvania accent. Oh, uh, Andrew Lyad is next. He's 37. Uh, currently at the end of a seven-year, 38.5 million dollar contract, initially signed by the New York Islanders. Uh, he's one, wasn't he? Did he play for the Atlanta Thrashers? Yeah, he in their did. Final, like their like final two years. So he's been around for quite some fucking time. <laughs> but um, I, I think he's going to sign maybe just for one more year in Arizona or just retire. Yeah, I think he'll retire. He'll retire. I think one more year. He, he's getting there. You think one more year? One with more Arizona year. or somewhere else? One more year okay. with Arizona. With Arizona? I'm going to it's either one more year unless he gets injured. Because he's at that age where if he takes a bad hit, he takes anything. He's brittle for a hockey player. Did you pull that out on purpose? Yeah. Oh, you guys, I was like, there's no way that was sitting there the whole time. You guys time were talking me. about the Thrashers. I was like, oh, speaking of. Uh, number 20, our boy Jason Zucker, currently 31 years old, uh, signed a five-year, $27.5 million contract with the Minnesota Wild back on July 25th of 2018. I'm saying this only because I need it. I want it to happen. I think he's going to re-sign with Pittsburgh on a multi-year deal, like three, four years. This is where I'm going to disagree. I, as much, I'm glad he had a bounce back here, like, but still with injuries today. I think because of him being so injury prone, I don't think we should, re they should resign him. You don't think? No, because that'll be, it'll be Casper Kapanen too. Yeah. Just not as. Casper Kapanen, he's one we would want to be injured and he just wasn't because he, he played like he was like, injured. Wait. Maybe mentally. I'm, I really, I want to keep Zucker, but just, just the fact that how injury prone he is, I don't think it's worth keeping him. Yeah, that's a valid argument. Mm -hmm. Bobo, did you um, put your two cents in there? What about a team like Colorado? Colorado's <sighs> kind of that point where their whole team's kind of up in age, so he'd fit right in. That'd be good chemistry. It'd be one of those things. He's that same. Close to that same age group, even not a little bit older, where he other kids in the. I mean, he'd be with his uh, his trade mate Alex Gilchaniak of yeah. <laughs> and if they I would, you know, and it would be one of those things where a lot of those younger guys could look up to him and ask questions. He could be kind of like a mentor up in Colorado. If I, I, I think it was great to have said that. I think he was part of the the Galchaniak trade, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Like, I, which trade? <laughs> <laughs> the one that. Brought him it, out of um, Pittsburgh. It was number 14 point B. Because I didn't necessarily say where he would, if we were, to, if they were not to resign on Pittsburgh. I could see some, something like Columbus. That was my second. Yeah. yeah. This is somewhere I would say he could sign with Columbus. Uh, speaking of Columbus, former Columbus Blue Jacket, Gustav Nyquist. That's one of my favorite names in hockey. Yeah. Gustav. Uh, he's 33, so he, he's definitely getting up there in age. He signed a four-year, $22 million contract with Columbus on Canada Day 2019. Um, I see this is one where you guys have said this team previously. I can see him going to Nashville. Yeah. 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 yeah, I can see that. I ain't got any argument for that. Neither do I. So, move down to Jesper uh, Brad. Jesper Brad, very young, 24 years old. I mean, he's he's having a breakout year down in 
down in over in New Jersey. He signed a one-year, $5.4 million contract at the beginning of this season. Uh, this is one I think they're going to do their damnedest to try to hold on to and re-sign him. I do agree on that. If not, I can see him being another one of those young key pieces that Seattle would want to try to try yep. to go after. I, yeah. said, I thought even Seattle or Detroit. Another yeah. young, honestly, another yeah. young Detroit player that can work in that Iserman plan or the Stevie Y plan. The Iser plan. Mm. If you were going to address it, you address it right. You address it right. <laughs> Even though he's not Russian, I don't know why we talk. Crotaliano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, former Penguin, crybaby Patrick Conquest. Got mad that we didn't resign him, so he threw stuff out on the front porch. Uh, <laughs> 36 years old now, so he's getting up there. Signed the five-year, two, two, yeah, 2000, $26.5 million contract with the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. The five-year, Imagine. Two. Two thousand dollar contract. You get four hundred bucks a year. <laughs> I for this one said if he doesn't sign an, either another one or two more year contract, he's gonna call it quits. Yeah, I can see it. I said yeah, I have to say he's just gonna call it quits regardless at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm. I'm in the. Same That's why I said if he resigns, it's only gonna be a one or two. The most. Yeah. At most. Yeah. And here's the one that we had mentioned earlier: Boston defenseman. Dmitry Orlov, 30 years old, current, or 31 years old. God, that's so weird, dude. Um, weird to fucking hear. Say, say on the ball, yeah, say Boston. Well, uh, signed a, a six-year, $30.6 million contract with Zay Washington Capitals on June 30th, 2017. Uh, this is the one that I think they're going to try to hold on to. Yeah, I, think yeah, they're gonna I can Orlov. see it. Because he'd be, he's pretty, is he on the same, do you know if he's on the same line with McAvoy, or is he on? Uh, hold on. Um, I think. Hold on. Not 100% sure. Because if that's the case, that's that'd be killer. If not, that'd be a killer deep hair right there. Yeah. The, young, the younger <laughs> and the older. Uh, right now. boy's now what, 25? I think something like <clears> that. Uh, I can look real quick. I think he. A lot of the Boston guys were kind of tough to choose because of how much yeah. buying they are doing this year. But I said they would try to re-sign them. I don't see anything. So he... Is that 25? Was that right? 25? Yep. Yeah, that could be... They're not already on the same line. That like, would be pretty solid. I'm uh, moving on number 25. Uh, another goaltender is Simeon Varlamov. He's 30, like I said, 35 years old, currently playing for the Islanders. Uh, signed a four-year, $20 million contract with the New York Islanders on Canada Today 2019. Um, I think he's going to sign a one, maybe two-year contract with a struggling team that needs as much help as they can get, like Columbus. If not, call it quits. Because he, you know, for a goaltender, that is getting yeah. yeah. I mean, here's Craig Anderson showing us off. Well, almost 41 now. Yeah. Or is he almost 42? 42. 42. Is he almost 42? Yeah. Um, I what? said if he doesn't Because I said he's going to stay with the Islanders. Um, but I would say he would probably sign another one, one or two year deal with them. What about a team like Anaheim? That might be able he'd to use that. He'd be a backup, though. But they could still you. use that experience because Anaheim is a very young team this year. Yeah, I bet. 
advantage. They can use that backup goalie as, you know, their because a few times this year, Anaheim has had many oh shit moments where they're down two or three goals in the third period and they start panicking. And you can see the and smoke. Concentrate yes. two or three goals. You can see the smoke and then you have someone who's that veteran that can go between the pipes where they're down by two and say, Okay boys, let's go. We you know we also might be able to argue that he won't be able to keep up with whatever's coming towards him. Yeah. Uh 26. Who? Someone else that's a lot older than I thought. Evgeny Dadanov. Yeah. Uh, currently playing for the Dallas Stars on a three-year, $15 million contract. Originally signed by the Ottawa Senators shortly after the COVID bubble year ended on October 15th, 2020. Um, I can see him signing with the team that he was initially traded to at the trade deadline last year, but was reversed due to the no trade clause that was on his contract. I'd see him going over to Anaheim. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you weren't here for that. You never heard about that one, did you? It was, again, no, I think he was playing for, was it Vegas at the time Vegas. last year? Playing for Vegas at the deadline last year. Was traded to Anaheim. I don't know if he ended up shooting up for a game, but, like, they had, yeah. like, a game the next day or something. And was eventually told, hey, Anaheim's on your no trade clause. You can't play here. So he ended up not being traded back, but the trade got, like, declined or reversed and ended up playing with Vegas for the rest of the year. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it was like one of the first times that's ever happened. It was, it was very, very strange. It's a very strange thing to see. Uh, number twenty-seven, Ben Bishop. I mean, it's literally just a contract. It's it's just money that you'd have to pay off. I don't think it, he's obviously not going to get re-signed. No, so. no. Uh, number twenty-eight, Ethan's boy Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, 20, twenty years old, signed a two-year, nine point five million dollar contract with the Red Wings on July thirty-first, twenty twenty-one. Honestly, like last year or two years ago, this might have been an insult to say to put him here. I could see him going over and with the upcoming stars over in Buffalo. Oh, yeah, I, I would actually like that. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Put him on the line with like Tage Thompson or something. Holy fuck. Oh, Tage be... Thompson. Oh. Yeah. Tage, no, Tage Thompson, that's the one I've had a love-hate relationship with for the past couple of years. I, I really like... His rookie year, he was kind of a douche and kind of a... A gritty guy, but now he's cleaned up his act, and he's, he's very quickly cleaned up his act. He really, and he's gone up for. I think he's almost pushing forty goals now this year. He really, um, he was one of the. He's one of the players that I really liked watching this year was Tage Thompson. But that's actually not a solid point. I could, you know, I could also see a rebuilding Montreal as well. He has forty-two goals this season. Tage, did he break forty? Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, 69 games played, 42 goals, 45 assists, so 87 points. Wow. Damn. Wow. He's doing a lot better than I thought. And he is plus seven right now. Damn. Where, where, do, you think, where do you think your boy's going to go? I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him going to Buffalo, but it's really a fucking hard call because yeah. he unfortunately... Hard players. Huh? I say he's one of the was one of the harder players to kind yeah. of figure out. Well, because it was for the simple fact that I he's also one that's injury prone too. He's yeah, injury prone, and just overall, I feel like his potential got wasted in Detroit. As yeah. much as it fucking hurts me to say, his potential got wasted. You know, don't get me wrong. I hated to see him go, but going to Boston, I think, was going to be his best best bet. So I think after this season, he's going to resign. A, I, s I see a multi-year contract with, with Boston. Boston. You think so? All right. Try to yeah. fit him in there. Mm -hmm. I see it. 
Uh, number 29, Freddie Anderson, who's 33, signed a two-year, $9 million contract with the Hurricanes on July 28th, 2021. I can see him just re-signing with I agree Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Or this is one, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much. I mean, I think the other goaltender that I think would be a good like one-for-one -one trade or like a swap, like he just signs with one team, and this goaltender being Tristan Jari just kind of do a team swap. Yeah, he's the it wouldn't be a trade because their contracts are up, but just yeah. do a team swap. Jari signs with Carolina, Anderson signs with Pittsburgh. Oh, you imagine seeing Freddie Anderson? Oh, I love that. Oh, I've always been a fan of Freddie Anderson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ever since his early days in Toronto, I've been a fan of Anderson. Phenomenal goaltender. Mm -hmm. uh, number thirty, Shane Ghostbear. Number th he's thirty years old Shane as well. Shane to be here. Got to be. <laughs> it does actually look like it is that. Yeah. <laughs> How I look the way his last name is spelled, it yep. does look like that. Cuts to be here. I uh, sent a six-year, $27 million contract with the Flyers on June 9th, 2017. I can see him going up and helping helping the deep hair up in Edmonton. Mm. Edmonton does. Yeah. Edmonton, Edmonton does. needs defensemen. Yeah. They're yeah. desperate of defensemen. They're right there. I mean, because they're struggling. I don't. Are they even in a playoff spot right now? They were a wild card last Are they a wild card? Oh, that has a lot to do with their defense. I mean, Campbell also hasn't been the Darryl greatest. Daryl Nurse has a, has been. Darryl Nurse, and he's aging too. He's getting up he's there. Aging. Uh, How old is Darryl Nurse? Um, see on this. I don't think he's on this list. No, he's not. He's getting. He's getting up there. He's probably pushing. I think he's might might be the same age as Ghostberry, a little bit older. Currently, 32. Darryl Nurse is twenty eight. He's only twenty eight. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I say as of right now. Edmonton is three points over Seattle in the over the wild. In the wild and yeah. Shane Ghostespear is uh, twenty nine. Twenty nine, yeah. Yeah. But regardless, I do, I can still see him signing with with Edmonton. Yeah. yeah, especially since they need defensemen up there, so I, that wouldn't be too bad. Uh, number thirty one, Detroit Red Wings legend Thomas Tata. Currently 32 years old, or will be when uh, free agency is, rolls around. Signed a two-year, $9 million contract with the Devils on August 5th, 2021. I see him re-signing with, with the Yeah, Jersey. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, he's far past the point of Detroit wanting it back. Mm. Yeah. Just based on age. Another one that's a lot older than I thought, Alex Kalorn is 33 years old. Yeah, did not um, realize he was a Send a seven-year, $31.1 million contract with the Tampa Bay Lightning on July 17th, 2016. That was signed by that. Steve Eisman, believe it or not, when he was the GM of, of Tampa. I forgot um, Stevie Y was the yeah. GM of Tampa for the longest time. Um, I can see him going over, kind of filling in the shoes of Tarasenko and O'Reilly over in, in St. Louis. Louis. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of where I was. Having. Yeah, I can see that. I can see St. Louis. He, he's get. get Get some more veteran years and mm -hmm. over to St. Louis. I can even see someone like Tampa Bay. I mean, he's currently playing for Tampa Bay. Or not Tampa, or resigning for Tampa resigning. Bay, is what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, number 33, Oscar Clefbaum, um, who's, you know, battled injuries since the 2020 season, uh, signed a seven year, $29.1 million contract with the Oilers. Uh, just based, I mean, he's been told that his career is most likely over. With all the surgeries that he's had in the past couple of years, so I, mean, I don't think that there's a need to to touch on that one. Mm -hmm. no, not at all. 
Moving on, number 34, Damon Severson. He's currently 28 years old, signed a six-year, $25 million contract with the Devils on September 11, 2017. I think, as you can see, Severson going over to somewhere like the Rangers. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And I know they don't really need the D help, the help on, on defense, but... What's he? 28. 28, yeah. Kind of um, the same thing what we were saying with... Um, with Shane Gossesbury going up to Edmonton, I could see him go all potential also going up to Edmonton to go help. You see both or him or the other. Yeah, I'd say either. I'd say either him or Gossesbury. Mm. One of the two. Yeah. So if yeah. Gossesbury doesn't, you think it'd be Severson? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mainly because of an age differential. Well, it's not so much of an age differential. It's. I don't know. I think it'll be a good pickup for Edmonton. <clears throat> Either way. But yeah, like that's if, like I said, if he um, goes somewhere else up to Edmonton. Uh, Jonathan Bernier, 34 years old, signed a two-year, two-year, 8.25 million dollar contract with the Devils on July 28, 2021. Another former um, Red one. Oh yeah, true. Uh, keep in mind, he's been dealing with injuries all season. He really hasn't. I don't think he's seen any time yet this season. He has also been told that his injuries could end up doing long-term damage to his body in the future. So I do think that could end up just causing him to call it a quality career. I, I, yeah. think, he, I think he'll um, call it. If not, if, they, if he does be able to squeak out another one or two years, I see him being, being with a bottom feeder like Anaheim or San Jose. Well, and he's going to be a fucking backup at best. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, no disrespect. I, I love Bernie. I never had a problem with John. I never had a problem whether was, he was, was, it, was he with Toronto at one point? I thought he was. Like early on in his career? I think he I believe was. so, yeah. yeah. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say Detroit picked him up from Toronto. Did he? Okay. I know it was like early on in his career. Like yeah, because on. if I'm not mis... No, never mind. That's Montreal. I'm thinking of. I want to say it was for Peter Morazic, but Peter Morazic's in Montreal now, so never mind. Is Morazic in Montreal? Yes. Really? No, he's in Chicago. Is he? Yeah. That's what I thought, yeah. Oh, never mind. I thought it was either him or last time I knew it was Carolina, but... Uh, number 36, our boy, Brian Dumoulin, 31 years old, signed a six-year, $24.6 million contract with the Penguins on July 24th, 2017. Uh, because, you know, Washington loves to take former Penguins away from us and then have them do very well against us, I'd see him going to Washington... Or over to somewhere to help out this young team, up and coming, uh, St. Louis. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think out of those two, I'd prefer to him to go to St. Louis, just for yeah. the fact that he would be that kind of veteran defenseman yeah. on that team. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, I knew when I said Washington, he'd be a good replacement for Dmitry Orlov. He would, but does Washington really need it? Not really. Not, I mean, they're they're not even in a playoff spot right now, are they? They're struggling too. Another one I could really think of, as much as we wouldn't like to see, just like Washington, Philly. I mean, yeah, go down yeah. to Philly. It does pay me to say, but yeah. Uh, Jake Gardner uh, signed a four-year, sixteen-point-two million-dollar contract with the Hurricanes on September 6, twenty-nineteen. Uh, I think he's just going to resign with Carolina. He's yeah. Uh, I think he's a good fit down there. He is. He's he's been a good fit. He's been been very done very well down there, so I can see him resigning. Mm. Yeah. 
Uh, Vince Dunn, who's only 26, uh, signed a two-year, $8 million contract with Seattle on August 6, 2021. Uh, I think he's like one of the first signings they, they, they did after the, the expansion draft. After, yeah, because they drafted him. Um, yeah, I um, think he's gonna resign. I think he's gonna resign as well. Yeah, I think he'll resign. He, he's he's a good fit up there. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially he, he was the pickup from what was it, St. Louis? Yeah, I think he, they he was from, from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk at number thirty-nine. Shit, my skirt. <laughs> <laughs> shit that comes out of your mouth sometimes. Thirty-four years old, signed a three-year, eleven point seven million dollar contract with the Ducks on October 9th, twenty twenty. I, I think he's a good fit over there. I can I see him resigning. So. Yeah. I yeah. like him over there. Need, Where did he... Was He He wasn't drafted by... Anaheim, no, he's played he? for uh, the Rangers. He's played Philly. for Washington, I believe. He played for Philly. For, did he? I thought he did for a brief time. Did he oh. really? I have a hard time pitching Shattenkirk in that. Let me, let me double check. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, I... I could be wrong on Washington, though, but I know, I'm pretty sure it was... Um, no, because it was Shattenkirk. Or, or Wilshanker, he was with Washington for some time. I might be wrong with the Rangers. But I think he's with both those two teams. Uh, let me check here. Uh, while Jeffy brings that up, moving on to number 40, uh, Jonas Donskoy. He's currently 31, signed a four-year, $15.6 million contract with the Avalanche on July 1st, 2019. Now playing for the Seattle Kraken after being selected in the expansion draft. Um, this is another one. I could see him I could see him wearing going to the Motor City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's been, he was drafted by Colorado. Schenker? Yes. Really? Drafted by Colorado. He spent one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons in St. Louis. St. Louis, really? Uh, 2016, 20, he only spent one season in Washington, which is the 16-17 season. Uh, spent from 2017 to 2019 with New York. The 1920 season with Tampa Bay, and then from 20 to now, he's been with Anaheim. Okay, okay so I was wrong. I, that's right. I don't remember him playing for Philly. I, I, didn't, I thought I saw him with Philly, but no, I must have been yeah. mistaken. Yeah, Don, Don Squire, I think he'd be a good sit in the Motor City as well. Mm-hmm. He's an Yeah. Outlaw. And I feel like they can get him for, for fairly cheap. Is it probably $4 million? Yeah. If they free up a little bit of space, I can see them picking up both Don Scoy and um, what was the other one that we said earlier? Meyer, not Meyer. Um, who's the other one that previously that we said would be a good fit there? Yeah, there you go. I think you're right. It might have been a team move. Dumba. Dumba, yeah, Dumba. That was that one. or Matt Dumba. Dumba or uh, PLD, I think was the other one too. We said possibly. Yeah. All right, number forty-one. 41, Nick Foligno, 35 years old, signed a two-year, $7.6 million contract with the Bruins on July 28th, 2021. Um, I can see him going up to somewhere like Montreal if he doesn't re-sign. Can I see him going to somewhere like Montreal? I can um, see him going to Montreal or Winnipeg. I can see either one of those two. I can see I mean, Calgary. I'd see maybe Montreal more than Winnipeg just because if Winnipeg does have to go into the rebuilding route, you don't want to go after a 35 year yeah. I can see like, him going to somewhere like Toronto. I mean, he already played for Toronto, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Because he, he was one of the, the three straight years where they acquired a captain of a former team. Yeah. So. Um, but I could see him going over to Calgary, potentially. I, I could see that one, too. Yeah. 
Uh, moving on to number 42, Cam Talbot, also 35 years old, signed a three-year, $11 million contract with the Wild on October 9, 2020. Currently playing for the Ottawa Senators after being traded there this past offseason. I can see him going somewhere like Vancouver. Yeah. I actually meant, because Greg Anderson is, is a UFA, and he's as well. I think he's going to retire at the end of the year. Yeah, I can yeah, see, see him going over to Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be nice. He'd be nice fit over there. Yeah. But I don't think it'd be. More He'd be a good veteran to stand yeah. above, stand above Uka for that's a couple kind, years. That's kind of years. where I would see me more. Uka Pekalukinen, one of my favorite, other favorite names in hockey right now. Uka Pekalukinen. Uka so good. <laughs> That'd be fun. Like every time he makes a save, they gotta put that sound effect over there. Is it? Uka is it like every time that, like, was he? Net. He was in net when we went for the uh, the Ryan right Miller tournament. Yeah, I, I could see him. Yeah, that. Yeah, now that you say it, like Buffalo would be. Buffalo would be good, but I don't think it'd be anything more than like a two, two, three, yeah. year, two or three year. Yeah. yeah. Erie Otter's legend Connor Brown, currently twenty nine years old, signed a three year, ten point eight million dollar contract with the Senators on October twenty second, twenty twenty. Was he really an Otter? Yeah. He was, I think he was, was. I think he was. His final year was McDavid's McDavid's, final year. McDavid's rookie year. Was his McDavid rookie year his final year? McDavid's rookie year was his last okay. year. Okay. Sure. Uh, he currently plays for the Washington Capitals, which I think they wanted to bring signing. I think they need. Yeah. To he, he's a good fit over there. I he like is. him. I do like him down there. As much as I'm not the biggest Washington fan, we all know this, but I, I do so like no, him. Kyle there. loves the Caps. That's a, I'm the same way. I, I think he's a good fit down in Washington. Uh, speaking of Washington, a uh, big guy that was known down there for quite some time, Lars Eller. Arguably my favorite cap. Mm -hmm. Lars Eller? Really? Love Lars Eller. Really? Uh, signed a five-year, $17.5 million contract with Washington on February 10th, 2018. Eller is currently playing for the Colorado Avalanche. Um, I think he can sign a smaller deal with somebody like Chicago. Yeah, they really need the help right now with this yeah. all, the, all the dumping uh, dumping off that they're doing right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see it. That's it. If Taze doesn't resign for another two year year or two, I can see them going after somebody like Eller. Yeah, the, that veteran to teach a lot of those upcoming young bring, guys. With one veteran going out the door, bringing another one. Yeah. In. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number forty five. Getting to, towards the end here. Michael Furland, thirty one years old. Signed a four-year, $14 million contract with the Canucks on July 10th, 2019. Uh, this is one of them that I think they're going to hold on to yeah. in their rebuild as Michael Furland. Yeah, I can Agreed. see Yeah. Uh, JT Comfort, 28 years old, signed a four-year, $14 million contract with Colorado on July 17th, 2019. I think he'll end up signing with a division rival. I think he'll go with somewhere like Dallas. Yeah. I could see it. Uh, I could see somebody like St. Louis. Yeah, that's uh, what I was yeah, thinking. You could either Dallas or St. Louis. Yeah. Yep, I can see St. Louis. Uh, number 47, one we mentioned earlier, Tristan Jari, 28 years old, signed a three-year, $10.5 million contract with the Penguins on October 3rd, 2020. If, if that, like, that one-for-one, one, like, swap, I didn't, I can just see him re-signing. I th as much as I don't want it to happen, I think we need to go after somebody a lot better. I know rumors, one that I saw, would ironically be kind of funny seeing my past him being my kryptonite was John Gibson, I've heard, is a possibility for Pittsburgh looking at. Well, and 
here's my thought is maybe you I know he's not crazy old for a goaltender, but even Gibson or Jari? Jari. Jari, yeah. But I'd say maybe even I know it's you guys might call me fucking dumb as shit for this and that's fine. But even maybe doing like a one for one or maybe goalie and a cup and a pick or two. Uh, what about even somebody like Alex Nikolkovic? And say like say say Nikolkovic and a draft pick for Tristan Jari. Nah, I wouldn't be against that. I wouldn't be. He definitely would give Nedeljkovic more NHL time because I know he's been down in the AHL for quite some time this year. Yeah, yeah. I, Rapids. And, yeah him and uh, Helberg. Him and yeah. Helberg have been down and they, they've been back and forth because right now it's Huso and. Um, right now it's Huso and. Um, so oh, who's the, the right now. who's the fucking goaltender that they? Just I have no idea. So I'm not sure who it is. I do. I don't. I do. I have a feeling that Pittsburgh's going to resign him. I know Jari's probably going to ask for more. Yeah. Then, but I don't think they... Oh, would. it is Helberg. It's, is it? okay. it's Huso and Helberg okay. right now. I don't think we should resign. They should I resign. don't see it. I don't see it. Oh, uh, my God. Who's but... Ooh, this is going to piss me off. Because I know they just picked up a goaltender, too. Did they? Um, yeah. I know if, but if I had to choose where he... Would potentially go. Sebastian Cosa. Well, he's in your the EHL right now. He's not on the yeah. Rams, but that's who I was thinking of. But I'm like, when you said picked up, I was thinking, I didn't. That threw me off. That, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I could see something like Vancouver. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling Demko is not going to be That's there much longer. That's why I say Demko is not going to be much I'm surprised he wasn't dealt at the deadline. I'm surprised, mm -hmm. too. Um, number 20, or 28, 48, Alex Kerfoot, who is 28 years old, uh, signed a four-year, $14 million contract with the Maple Leafs on July 4th, 2019. I can see him going somewhere like Vegas. Ooh. Yeah. If Tampa can sign up, if Tampa can afford I could see him going down maybe to Tampa. Yeah. That's also not out of... Another one that I wouldn't be attest to is Pittsburgh. I think he'd be a good fit in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you'd be great for Pittsburgh. <laughs> if that, that is if we end up not re-signing Jari or Zucker, Granlin, you know, like Dumoulin as well. That, with those, if we don't re-sign at least like two or three of those four guys, we can we do free up quite a bit of cap space. Yeah. 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 I can see and if him only making, what, just under four mil a year, we can afford that easily. Yeah. 49. 49. Andreas Johnson, who's also only 28 years old, signed a four-year, $13.6 million contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs on June 20th, 2019. Currently playing for San Jose, where I do think he will resign. I believe yeah. he will yeah. resign. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know a whole lot about him to know about, like his play style. I'm not too familiar with him, um, but I, I know enough about him to know that he is a good fit in San Jose, Yeah. and um, I think they're going to resign him. And finally, number 50, just breaking into that top 50 UFA list, Paul Byron, 33 years old, signed a four-year, $13.6 million contract with the Montreal Canadiens on September 23rd, 2018. Um, this is another one I, I just see a re-sign. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, 
old heads coming out of Montreal, I don't think is going to be on the radar of other teams. I mean, not really that old, only being 33, so he's at average age. Get, getting to the point where he's he's getting older, where yeah. you can call him old. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I can see him just re-signing to Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. All right, going over our score predictions. Tuesday we had uh, Washington and the Rangers. Rangers ended up winning that game 5-3. to three. Only one not getting a point is Kyle decided to go with the odd one out there. Which I think I said at the time, I'm going to be stupid for this one. Um, That's Doug Tommy. And you were. Yeah. Uh, two of you, or no, Eat Bobo, sorry, was the only one that got the score differential correct with two goal differential, a 3-1. to one. So Bobo pulls ahead some more. That puts Bobo ahead of me, as for now, for the time being. Also on Tuesday, we had Detroit and Nashville. Nashville narrowly pulled away with a two-to-one victory. Um, Ethan, congrats! You you went against them, and it worked for you this time. Um, which you and myself each get a point. I get two because I got the goal differential correctly. But yeah, my, Ethan gets one. I get two, which puts me and Ethan tied at fifty. Uh, moving on to Wednesday, we had the Colorado Avalanche and the Toronto Maple Leafs. This one was two to one avalanche in the shootout. Uh, closest was Bobo, only one that said Colorado, with a four to one victory. Bobo ties us at fifty. And on Thursday, we had the Dallas Stars and the Edmonton Oilers. Final score of that game was four to one Edmonton. Bobo does not only one that does not get a point on that one. And myself, I said 6-3, so I got the score differential correctly. So I get two, Jeffy and Ethan get one. So that puts our scores at Kyle at 52, Ethan at 51, Bobo at 50, Jeffy's still not out of it at 47. Going <laughs> um, to choose our new games here and uh, get right back at you. All right, so for new games of the week, I got Monday. We have the San Jose Sharks at... The Edmonton Oilers. I don't know any of their fucking stats right now. I know San Jose is not. Uh, San Jose is 19, 37, and 14. Edmonton is 39, 23, and 8. I know San Jose is not doing well. So uh, give me Edmonton. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be 5 nothing Edmonton. Damn, okay. <sighs> Give me Edmonton, 6-2. I'm going to say Edmonton, 5-1. Okay. I'm going to say San Jose, 11 to nothing. Um, I'd shit. <laughs> watch, it's going to happen now that I'm going Edmonton. I'm going to say Edmonton. I, I think this one will be a little bit more closer scoring than people are thinking. I'm going to say 4-3. Ooh, regulation. Yes. He's contemplating. <laughs> He's. Um, I have Minnesota Wild and the New Jersey Devils. Minnesota sitting at uh, 40, 22, and 8. New Jersey sitting at 45, 18, and 7. Because they've been on a hot streak, no pun intended, give me the Devils. 5 3. 5 3 Devils? 5 3 Devils. It's going to be a high scoring burn there. Uh, yeah, give me the Devils, but I think it's going to be a little bit 
tighter of a game. Give me 5-4 OT. Ooh. I'm going to say it's going to be a, a little bit closer game, but it's going to be 4-2 to Minnesota. Ooh. I'm glad because I was also picking Minnesota here. I didn't want to be the only one like last time and have it shoot me in the face. Uh, give me three to one, Minnesota. You go. Okay. All right. Moving on to Thursday, March twenty third. Um, Seattle taking on the Nashville Predators. Seattle thirty eight twenty four seven. Nashville at thirty four twenty six and eight. I'm going to give it to the Predators. Um, going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a 3-2 overtime game. Okay. Is it Nashville? Yep. Smashville 3-2 overtime. I, I see this one going Seattle's way. Uh, get, getting that road dub. Uh, give me... Give me this one being a little more of a blowout. Give me five to two. Okay. My pick? Yes. I was also going to go Seattle. Um, give me... Give me 4-3 regulation. But will you split the season? Jeffrey, uh, making any other man out. Seattle's going to have a hot streak, too, but I don't know. Um... Because both teams have just been on fire the last few games. But I'm going to go down the middle. Give me Smashville. 3 2 overtime. I'm going to go the same exact as Jeffy, too. But then I'll go 4 3 overtime. 4 3 overtime? 4 3 overtime. Okay. Alright, and Saturday. Rivalry night in Pittsburgh, taking on Washington in the big old paint can. Uh, Washington 33-31 and seven. Pittsburgh is 34-25 and ten. Do not come to play in overtime. Um, give me Pittsburgh, um, even though they have not been playing well at all as of recently. Uh, give me a, a, a four-three overtime sneak out here. And I'm going against what I just said, but we can't perform in overtime. Fuck it. <laughs> Jeffy. I'm going to say the exact same thing, but Washington winning it in overtime. We're going two overtimes this week. Interesting. Ethan. I'm going to join Jeffy in going two overtimes this week. Oh, but instead of overtimes, I think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, give me Washington... Washington 3-2. In the shootout? Yeah. And Bobo, wrap us up tonight. Oh boy. I'm going to stick with my Penguins, but I'm going to go 2-1 shootout. Awesome. I'm the only one not doing two overtime this week. We're all going overtime on this game. It's good. It's I, Pittsburgh and Washington do seem like they do that quite often. Yeah. It's always close. It may not always be an extra time, but it's always a close game. It's always, two. yeah. It's always to be close. Alright, just to wrap it up again, Kyle is sitting at 52, Ethan at a 51, Bobo at 50, Jeffy at 47. Again, still not out of it, so yeah. 
Hope you guys enjoyed this week. If you're not already following us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I think I already said that, but I think I got them all this time. Yep. Uh, you sure did. Leave us, rate us five stars because it really helps us out. We really appreciate it. Yep. We love you guys. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Bugcluster Podcast. See ya. Bye. Bye.